I'm Mark Burmich, and this is the Burmich Podcast. Ash, Milgram, and the COVID-19 lockdown. The Ash Conformity Experiment. In the magical year of 1951, the same 12 months that brought us nuclear testing in the Nevada desert and the first ever commercially available color television, one Solomon Ash, a pioneer in psychology, conducted what has since been considered to be one of the most telling and repeatable experiments in psychology history, today known as the Ash Conformity Experiment. The objective was to understand better how intelligent, well-meaning people could be swayed into blatantly incorrect groupthink simply through peer pressure. The format of the testing involved eight college students, with all but one being paid actors. The subjects were told they were participating in a visual perception test, whereby they were shown a series of cards, each containing a single line or baseline, flanked by another set of three lines labeled A, B, and C. The participants were then asked to say out loud which line, A, B, or C, matched the length of the baseline. It's here where the experiment begins, as the paid actors were given instructions prior to the experiment as to what answers to deliver on each set of questions. Through the first few trials, all participants gave the correct answers, but all paid participants gave the wrong answer on the following 12 rounds. The results? One-third of all responses were incorrect, with the incorrect responses often matching the majority of the paid participants' answers. Out of the 12 trials, 75% of participants gave at least one wrong answer. When asked about the experiment results, Solomon Ash gave a very understated response, quote, that intelligent, well-meaning young people are willing to call white black is a matter of concern. The Milgram Experiment Fast forward a few years to the 1960s. During the height of American cultural existentialism, often found through tie-dye, psychedelic atmospheres, and just good old-fashioned hallucinogens, a few self-professing geniuses in lab coats decided to conduct an experiment. The man in charge was Stanley Milgram, a Yale University psychologist. While his experiments were conducted with slight variations, his most famous of experiments, and the one that still bears his namesake 60 years later, sought to test the extent to which humans would go to obey orders given from a person of perceived authority. The results? Well, they're nothing short of shocking. Literally. Here's how the experiment worked. Adult males from varying backgrounds, education levels, and professions were told they were participating in an experiment designed to learn more about memory, learning, and punishment. They were given the title of teacher. They were then introduced to the other individuals participating in the experiment who were, in actuality, hired actors, and who were given the title of learner. The setup of the experiment was simple. The teacher and learner were placed in separate rooms, but close enough to where they could still hear each other through the walls. And this part is important. The teacher was instructed to ask the learner a series of questions. If the learner answered the questions incorrectly, the moderator would instruct the teacher to shock the learner. Oh, I should have mentioned that prior to the questions being asked, the learner was wired with electrodes running to a control panel placed in front of the teacher. 
The shocks started at 15 volts but would increase at 15 volt increments until the maximum dosage was administered at 450 volts. Yes, you heard that correctly. And it's here where the real experiment took place. Milgram wanted to see how far humans would go, knowingly inflicting physical pain and nearing 450 volts, potentially lethal doses of electroshock, all because a person in authority was instructing them to do so. At around 150 volts, the learner was instructed to scream in pain and ask to leave the room. This crying would continue until around 330 volt level was reached, at which point he would stop reacting. If and when the teacher expressed any hesitation, the moderator would, with increased firmness, tell them that they had no choice and they must go on. The study would conclude when the teacher refused to continue or when the 450 volts had been administered. The results? 65% of participants gave the learner all 450 volts. Where am I going with all this, you ask? Well, consider what's transpired over the last 350 days since the March 13, 2020 request from the president to stay home and flatten the curve and the National Emergency Executive Order that kicked off and continues to fuel the lockdown. Also consider, based on what we've just learned from the Ash and Milgram experiments, that we are, in fact, all participants in a much larger experiment and that very few of us are in on the gag. 330 million Americans watched as people of authority, often in lab coats with half a dozen acronyms after their names, informed us that millions would likely die, that a pandemic was in process, and that conventional medical remedy and knowledge was no match for this new invisible enemy. That fear, fueled by models and projections flawlessly branded with CDC, White House, and NIH logos, was all that was needed to get an entire nation, who previously credited itself as being that of rugged individualists, to overnight, completely capitulate, close up shop, and forever change everything about their lives. We're now 22 days away from the first anniversary of the March 13th lockdown, and even with the vaccine to save us all, there is very little substance behind any claims that life will ever return to normal. In fact, Dr. Anthony Fauci recently stated that masks and social distancing would likely be a permanent fixture moving forward. And it's here where we need to take a look in the mirror and have a hard conversation with ourselves. Much like the Ash and Milgram experiments, each of us, regardless of age, education level, occupation, or financial situation, are all human beings and we're all susceptible to the human condition, which in this case specifically refers to our inability to make rational decisions when those in authority are telling us to do something we otherwise would never entertain, and where public opinion is used as a tool of conformity. No matter your position on the virus, the lockdown was undoubtedly a terrible idea and never the right response. From California and Chicago to South Dakota and Florida, we now have enough data to confirm that lockdowns don't work in stopping the spread. So let's bring this all together. In this real-life experiment, the moderators are the doctors, health experts, physicians, heads of state, former operating system developers turned philanthropists and billionaires, global health experts, and a host of other credible sources. Who are the teachers, you ask? Well, it's you and me. It's everyone who has done something so extreme so dangerous, so ludicrous, like shutting down their own business, not seeing family and friends, isolating themselves for months on end, who stopped attending church, 
social gatherings, missing weddings, funerals, birthdays, and everything that makes life worth living. All of us are guilty of these actions, and we did it because no matter how we rationalize it to ourselves, a person in authority convinced us it was the right thing to do. We've been administering ourselves with all 450 volts for the last 11 months. We need to stop. We need to reason and weigh the short and long-term implications of a decimated economy, massive unemployment, skyrocketing inflation, increased drug abuse and domestic violence, nationwide rise in murders, and historic suicide rates. Can we look back at the damage the lockdown has caused and will continue to deliver and still tell ourselves with a straight face, well, yeah, but at least I didn't get the virus. Until next time, I'm Mark Permich. Thanks for listening.